Hi all, I welcome you to the Building Culture Podcast where I invite incredibly smart people who build things. Whether they be engineers, entrepreneurs, programmers, hobbyists or researchers, it does not matter. As long as you're someone who's passionate about building things, I'll find you and podcast you. Hi all, I want to take a brief moment to thank you all personally for supporting this podcast on YouTube and on all major podcast platforms, including Google Podcasts and Spotify. The podcast mainly features interesting people in robotics, artificial intelligence and entrepreneurship. If you believe that the information that I'm providing might be of benefit to you or to someone you know, it would be really great if you could hit the subscribe button. And press the notification icon so that you can get notified on time whenever the next part is out. It would literally take you a second or two to subscribe to the podcast, but it would really mean a lot to me because I can grow the podcast to a level that where I can reach more people, invite ever more interesting guests and have a more meaningful impact. So let's begin now. So, so now let's talk about uh, choosing a career path in industry and academia because uh, you have been involved in, in, in both of these areas and uh, in industry you get to uh, you get to see the actual product being implemented and you know uh, benefiting the economy in, in, the, in the long run and in an academia you, you publish research paper you, you, in, uh, you make something new and you make a contribution in a different way. So both of these have their own uh, advantages and, and uh, benefits. But what, according to you, uh, how how does one actually decide which one is is uh, suitable for them? Because both are both are uh, contributive in their own way. Um, good point. And and I, I I still don't think I have a a right solution to it. Okay. So my way is this: I I try to to experience for myself. Mm-hmm. both the aspects so, so, so taking I, up a, a project in industry and exactly. seeing if it so, suits you or not exactly so especially when if you when you're studying uh, and uh, you're doing a master or something you have the flexibility to take up internships or work students and st- so on so you 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 can you get to feel what um what i, I don't know like a, a product development role would be like or what a, a research role would be like, and I, I would totally recommend doing multiple of these <clears throat> because this helps to get to know uh, what what you like to do. Like you know, sometimes if you're if you're into like a testing role, or if you're into like a, a development role mm. for a robotics company, maybe you don't you don't like it because it's not it's a, you're doing it's the same task over uh, creative over. enough or exactly. you're not ideating enough. Exactly. Or, or if you're into research, sometimes you feel the pressure because research has its own pressure because yeah, you, have, yeah, yeah. you have to publish and you you, you have to generate uh, new ideas which has to work and sometimes, or most times, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, um, it has its own pressure and sometimes you feel like, oh, no, I, I this is not for me. So hmm. I, I would totally recommend taking this small, small bets, I call them. Small like, bets. Actually, yeah. I've, I've heard this term... Uh, from which book does it come from? If you um, I don't remember the book, but I, 
I read this from multiple books I think okay. and it's sort of like stuck with me so whenever people ask me I like you, you say that oh, you can take like small bets small in your bets, yeah in your career um Yeah I I've heard, I've heard I've read this I think in I, I don't remember the book right now exactly. but I definitely this idea sounds familiar to me So it's something where you you it doesn't lead to catastrophic situations you're not yeah. you're not taking a huge debt or you know you know you're not taking a financial uh you know Risk. liability or something yeah. yeah but you you get to sort of understand what what life would be like if you do this Hmm. so taking uh, like a, a mini project around around the thing yeah. that you would probably want to do in the future and seeing if exactly. if it works for you or not exactly and even after you graduate if you're in the beginning of your career maybe taking a working for a smaller company or and then maybe yeah. moving to some something else and you know uh, that that of course um sort of it it, it sort of makes you uh, it, it depends on the person itself so yeah. if, if if somebody wants to stick on to something for the long term because sometimes you don't get to see the really good things early on hmm. it it depends so uh, in in my opinion i feel that um <clears throat> i like taking these small bets so that i can get to see what 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 it be like and uh, that helped me choose so um for sure industry or academia especially from a robotics ai uh, uh, you know these kind of um, fields uh it's a difficult question but i would now say that a lot of industries have their own research departments like where i work at we have a research department so every big company has its own research department mm-hmm. where they sort of up to a large extent allow you to um to do uh, theoretical research like like uh, uh, what would be done in a in a university mm-hmm. so you so, you sort of get to get get to um, have the best of both both worlds eh? but that those those positions are very very uh, difficult focused, to get into difficult to get into so you and, know and very uh, less as well right There's, very less yeah yeah because the very few companies who who can invest in such a thing and who can have uh, a dedicated department of yeah. such so yeah But I totally get it, and I totally recommend having these, taking these small bets so in your life. So, are internships small bets, or you yeah, mean definitely that, okay? Yeah, internships, um, working for for a few years in in a company, hmm. all of these are. I mean, these these allow you to sort of six months to a year, you get to feel what the job is. Yeah. Of course, you may not do the 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 job. Uh, like the the really they don't give you high responsibility in those 6 to 1 6 months to 1 year but mm. you get to you get to know okay uh, by looking at your colleagues you get to know what what you want to do and so mm. on so mm-hmm. uh, th- <laughs> i would say that doing your masters uh, especially if you're in germany uh, you 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 can you can you can do like multiple internships multiple student work students multiple yeah. student jobs and I, i would definitely say that this is better than the coursework that you get yeah for sure because uh, uh, then you are associated with industries or research work and you see what is exactly. happening but i think so, like a, a, a two or three month project would probably also not be sufficient i guess or what do you think it it would not be, maybe like two or three months may not be but yeah. maybe like six months yeah hmm. uh, six months to one year 
six months to one year is the, so, the small uh, bit duration you can say. I, I ideally I would say to do one with with research. So okay. with the, with the uh, with your uh, university or a research institute, and to do one with the company, any company, any, and then you sort of. you get to know yourself what what you like and mm-hmm. and every person's uh, preferences are different so yeah. uh, <clears throat> it's not um, correct to say this is the correct decision mm-hmm. for everybody so yeah i think that's a good point it depends on the person because some people are more uh, let's say focused uh, i mean of course focus is necessary in all of these uh, you know domains as well but like uh, for some some people are like more efficient and they would suit better to let's say working in a startup or implementing things quicker uh, but some people are like more uh, they want to go deeper into the theory and understanding why this is not working and maybe contribute in that way so exactly so you only probably get to understand yourself by taking part in these uh, projects i think exactly and sometimes you you feel like okay you if you're in a startup you don't you feel like oh, okay every day you you're doing new tasks and you don't like it you want to have a more let's say a job description and you want to stick okay. with it yeah. and then yeah, you yeah. like no i have to move to some other company so i i i think uh, it's something which everybody has to take their own experiences and then decide mm-hmm. and and to take like big if you like you know um, move to a country to a job to do this maybe mm-hmm. that that might be a very big bet but <laughs> taking the, you should take yeah. something which is not uh, a huge liability i would say yeah. well, what would be a, a, an even uh, smaller bet uh, so to say so the, i mean taking up a, a project on um, on their own let's say uh, online or or a coursera course or something like that uh, do you think that would uh, give enough exposure for the person to decide or do you think like uh, actual uh, a mini version of the actual thing would be a better way a, a, a coursera for sure i think it gives you a sort of feel of what it is but it doesn't you need to be involved in something where you are um, let's say real world some real world application so yeah. something which is going into a commercial benefit like you know something which is uh, either in research we are trying to uh, work on a project which mm. is it's it's a it's a serious project you 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 you've gotten funding from the government or from mm. other industries where you need to show results yeah. uh, or like in a in a startup where hey you have funding for the next 5 years you have to show results or in a company where you're doing i don't know you're working and this you have to produce the product so this this helps you to understand uh, and 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 definitely internships and, and uh, initial uh, let's say work contracts <coughs> would would help in this stage and and mm-hmm. i i would definitely tell you need to do multiple of these internships yeah to help you understand what what you like to do okay and and let's say uh, let's say someone uh, chooses a path let's say uh, for a, let's say someone chooses a phd path right so how does one because then there's a lot of uncertainty in that journey again right so how does one choose a research topic now this is also a, it's a difficult question i think uh, but yeah what what are your suggestions on this okay um like i said it, it depends on where you do it uh, like okay. i said but let's let's take for example the the european phd case where you are sort of given 
uh, direction of what what the PhD should be like, and then you are responsible for developing the research questions. Hmm. So yes, even though you know the direction, you you still have to do a lot of you know thinking, but a lot of reading. Uh, so I I think the research question comes just by trying to understand what is uh, the current state of the art. Okay. So you spend about a year doing this. I think uh, if somebody like tries to dive into doing the actual work in the, in the beginning itself, then they sort of miss the global picture mm-hmm. of what is what is the the ongoing or the state of the art in this field. So you need to like read a lot of papers, like sit back, take a step back, like think for yourself. Okay, hey, <coughs> uh, is this even like viable Word, or is yeah. is this even worth doing you know uh, so so this uh, requires a lot of self introspection i would say okay and and that's something which is required for a phd because it's as you said it's there's a lot of uncertainty you are you're doing a lot of thinking you're doing a lot of work which doesn't show immediate uh, results let's say results because if you're in a job like if you have to do a task if you do do a project um you work on the project you deliver and then you get immediate feedback from the mm. manager or <laughs> but if you are in in, do, in doing a phd you spend maybe 6 months reading papers so at the end of 6 months you say okay what did i do in the last 6 months i read paper and 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 <laughs> what 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 then i sort of found that there's the gaps here and here and here and then you see the next day there is another paper coming out which fills these gaps which which finishes this problem and then ah, you're like oh okay okay so then what now <laughs> so you you got like keep up with the um, with the research Contents like and yeah and 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 especially you need to have like these uh, <clears throat> so like google scholar gives you a lot of, a lot of these alerts uh, alert like for example if you keep your keyword of what you want to research upon it sends you like daily alerts hey this is the paper which is published in this uh. Uh, and and so you can like keep up with almost like a weekly uh, mm. basis what is what is going on and and that is that is the the that is the core aspect because of course your supervisor will not tell you that this is the gap and you have to work on a phd to to do this because yeah. that is a part of the phd right so you have uh, to figure it out yourself you have to figure it out so you have given so that's something learning that everybody goes through that um yeah. given a field trying to figure out what to do mm-hmm. yeah so um now uh, maybe you can also talk about since you are so much into research and uh, maybe you, uh, what is your way of reading a research paper do you have a specific way in which you read or or do you just read lots of them and over time you 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 become really good at it what are your views on this um, so uh, in the beginning uh, how i was reading it was very naive so i used to go from the start first word to the last word hmm. <laughs> and then i should try to understand the whole thing line by line and then i i i sort of sort of i i i i felt that i was taking like maybe 3 days to read one paper okay and uh then over time i i understood like you got to read like the abstract uh, maybe the introduction a bit then go straight to the conclusions okay. and try to see what they have actually done and then try to understand for yourself hey okay this was the problem that they said mm-hmm. and this was the solution that they found and is it relevant to me okay 
uh, and then i try to think for myself hey if i were if i had to do this what would i do how how would i do it oh okay so uh, like and at the very uh, early stage you asked this question that if i were to do it then uh, how would i do it? yeah sort of sort of like mentally i would try to not like completely step by step but like yeah. what approach would i take okay okay uh, so this was something which i read as well uh, and i was following that so then uh, then i try to read the methodology and the experiments and so on so then, then i want to see <coughs> have they done something different or have they done something conventional uh, something like that so so it sort of like helps you train it it's sort of like actively you're reading it so you sort of read the problem and you understand the problem and understand the total outcome so in the conclusions they don't say how they did it they just say what was the outcome of it mm. so then you you sort of try to analyze can you yourself try to uh, what would what would you do if you were in this situation mm-hmm. uh and then you read the methodology and the, so that's what i do and now at this stage i just like glance through the paper if if it's relevant to what i'm doing currently i read it in detail if yeah. not i just like pulled into yeah. uh, an ice box um so uh, over time you you start reading a lot of them per yeah. day you would read like five to 10 papers uh and you would glance through them very fast because you would try to get the the core idea aspect mm. and and you would be working on some uh, some topic and you would try to see okay i have a problem here and maybe for this particular problem maybe they have done something uh something on this mm. then maybe that would be hidden somewhere in their experiment section one line maybe they 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 designed the data in this way or they <laughs> they designed something in 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 a particular way mm. or something like that so that would give me an idea to do something here so so uh, now more or less it's like a problem oriented approach so i have a problem and i'm i'm looking for papers which can solve this problem okay um before i was more reading in terms of to getting to know the field so hey uh, how how do what is going on here so so i think that that happens as you as you gradually read more okay. and more papers okay. yeah so so like i think one interesting point that you mentioned is uh, that you have to first have a problem in your mind and then you evaluate the paper on the basis of that uh, but yeah you mentioned also the other part where is uh, where probably you don't really know what problem you are solving at uh, at a particular stage and then you are just trying to see what's going on and for that you you first look at the abstract and then the conclusion i th- i think uh, this is a very active way of reading research paper yeah. because then you think like okay this is the problem and uh, i would do it this way i i, I would exactly. you, uh, you would generate your own ideas and then you would say oh okay exactly. i also thought this or maybe i thought this but they did it that way exactly and this ha- opens you up to like more ideas i would say then yeah. just reading it, or else you you sort of like read like oh this is the problem this is the method and this is what they did and yeah. then you yeah. yeah it's fine uh, so if you try to do it if you try to think what would you have done then you would try to know okay this is at my state of understanding i would do it this way okay. but then they would have they would have thought of it as well or they would have said okay no their method is much better or maybe because of course everybody's understanding is limited nobody mm. can know everything in in every field right so yeah. uh, so i i i i quite like this method and it is something which i read from somewhere uh, on how to actively read research papers and i quite okay. like this method and it's i think it's worked for me 
Actually, yeah. Actually, I think I'll I'll use this approach in reading research papers because uh, because yeah, once you read it, uh, I mean, even if you read the uh, the first part first and then the conclusion and then you go directly to the methodology, you're still biased in a sense, and then maybe you had some other way of thinking and then you miss that out. So yeah. I think this this sounds like a very interesting way, and and it's yeah. it's it's a uh, it's a more active or interesting way to read in general. I think. Yeah, yeah, totally. I I would totally recommend you to try this. Uh, maybe it helps you as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So now uh, we discussed a lot about uh, your professional aspects and about your uh, personal story. Now we can. talk about uh, part 3 which is inspirational and here we dig a dip a bit deeper into uh, what your personal motivations have been and how you made the decisions so far so so the, from how much i know you i i see that you are extremely passionate about uh, robotics in general and you also are uh, actively uh, pursuing the things that interest you and uh, putting in the efforts in that so what do you think uh, is your personal uh, what inspires you personally to uh, they keep pursuing these projects and keep on you know going to the next level and you also mentioned about uh, pursuing a startup maybe uh, in the future so that's all even the thought of it says something about the mindset so i'm curious about that um yeah i mean i i would say my inspirations uh, evolved over time um but always there's like a sort of like a uh, i would say a motivation when i see like really cool um robotic videos for example let's take boston dynamics or mm-hmm. any of these um really cool st- uh, robotic videos I, i'm like oh wow i mean that's that's always <laughs> something which wows me and and yeah. and that is something i'm like okay it's it's so fascinating for me to do some to to have an uh, an agent an artificial agent which can do stuff on its own or which can try to learn uh the the world around us and and sort of it gives you a feel that hey you can create something new there so this this mm. this is the intrinsic motivation from right from the beginning um and and i think that motivation is still there i think uh, i i i i like to build stuff i like to um like you know make stuff move around and make stuff mm. make 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 um i don't know <laughs> like this this aspect uh, is what is what like it gives me joy just to yeah. to, to to see to this and then create this, something and then to, see it uh, working exactly but but of course then you you also have to see uh, the more let's say uh, the um, w- w- why is it useful uh, what yeah. what is the use case of it what what uh, this is this goes into more of a boring aspect i would say for me it's to, like w- like to have an application or something like that would it's of course it needs to be useful it has to do an application it has okay. to perform some task but if you're focused on that then you don't get the intrinsic motivation that something which should like it should make you happy for doing that you know it should you should you should be happy to do a task not just because it is uh, it gives you a commercial value at the end you know That's, okay. That's, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's so, like, more like a childlike intrinsically, uh, intrinsically yeah. 
motivated to do the task rather than if if i do this this will do this this good in the future or something exactly and 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 that that is what i would say my motivation was for robotics uh, in in general um why startup uh it's also because i want to try to see if um if i can if if like doing this phd working on on a research problem can 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 give me ideas on how to uh, generate uh, robots which can be like you know which can work naturally alongside humans and so on and mm. and maybe this is of commercial value maybe this 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 can help the society at large and maybe then mm. that is is a good time to uh, to move on to a startup i mean that that is definitely something um, I, i feel that every uh, uh, everybody in research should be motivated by as well okay i mean everybody in research should be always thinking of hey can this become a startup okay uh, and why that is should, that uh because see d- doing um, doing something for a for a the ideas are beautiful like hmm. you know, so publications are ideas and you show a prototype so ideas are always beautiful hmm. but there's another beauty in having like putting these ideas at scale okay yeah right so that is that is something uh, which i think what is required for a startup where you can you can put your ideas and put your uh, prototypes at scale to hmm. see if they are viable um whereas in a in a in a paper you you basically say this is my idea this is what i try to do and here's here is how it worked in one particular scenario yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, yeah so so i i think a lot of people in research are are motivated by having their own uh having their own startups i would say yeah mm-hmm. and uh, like the, i think the uh, motivation behind it is that uh, so there's there's i think what i sense is there's two aspects of this uh, of of what inspires you is one is the intrinsic motivation part is uh, the the child like way of you know playing with the uh, with the stuff that you're building and then the other part is actually what impact does my work have ultimately right so yeah. so what what impact do you want to have by means of your uh, work uh, i mean of course in the very long term you can't really tell right but like uh, what is your view at this stage currently what impact do you do you want to have uh, i would say that if if uh let's say bringing it inside homes like okay. allowing like let's say allowing robots to work with people at home when they're not doing a task like when you're at the manufacturing line or when you're at when you're at the office when you're in industry a person is is doing a task because they mm. they have they, they have a job but at home you you want to relax and you want to um you want to like be at peace and, and you want to do tasks which are uh, recreational okay. value and 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 having robots assist there would be something which would be quite interesting i would say so hmm. getting getting robots from not only industry but also to work inside uh, within homes would be quite a shift in how people think in robotics because people always think in robotics is if i put a robot here will this make the task faster will it make it more uh, like you know um, more safer more commercially viable more like it can uh, like the 
the the cycle time reduces and so on and so on and so on but but mm-hmm. like that is not the metrics of what you would use for a robot inside the house and i i don't know what is the metrics you would use for a robot inside the house right so uh will it be more enjoyable how would you measure enjoyability yeah <laughs> and that is where like the human robot interaction thing comes into play right exactly right yeah and i think these are like open challenges which a lot of people are working on right now mm-hmm. so um do, does it actually make sense for robots to be inside the home yeah maybe 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 not <laughs> yeah so depending on the culture but mostly you, you want that uh, humans should uh, not engage in uh, mundane tasks and and probably yeah. engage in more recreational or creative activities or or something yeah, and, that and, interests them and also also robots should not be just there for like mundane tasks maybe it should actively involve in like let's say the mm, let's say in conversation or actively involve in like you know uh, being a sort of like a companion uh, companion yeah so uh, all all this requires very good perception understanding control mm-hmm. uh, decision making loops and and yeah. all this requires very <laughs> very big changes in in uh, very big changes in the way we are thinking mm-hmm. right now so mm-hmm. uh, and and research is i mean there's a lot of teams working on this a lot of research teams around the world like robots at home is definitely not new so there's a lot of teams working on this but um still not there yet yeah so i mean mm-hmm. uh, w- one robot which i think uh now it's commercially viable is like the i robot uh, yeah. like vacuum cleaners but the it's, it's more like doing a task so yeah uh, it's not it's interacting with the human not interacting but yeah. i think like i feel like this has its potential dangers but i i would like to know your view on this as well so now if if we have like robot companions maybe it would uh, eventually uh prevent humans from connecting with each other because it's a, it's an easy way out in a way and we see that with uh, with social media right people prefer to yeah sort of virtually stay connected using social media rather than talking to a real person but yeah i don't know what what is your view on this uh actually i've not talked too much about it <laughs> i i mean i i don't engage in this thing because it's like either people have the the black mirror kind of views on what would happen if robots take over the world yeah. or people would be like oh no we it's like we already have social media where we to like you know the social the connection between humans is gone mm-hmm. um i don't know i mean i i i feel that humans are already now the, the digital aspect of our lives is already so vastly um taking over like i don't know we spend more than 50% of the uh, day on on mm. looking at our phones how different would it be with a robot okay. <laughs> if, if okay so you you think that that would that would probably not uh, negatively impact in any no, way no i mean instead of having a a device which is held in our hand mm. it would be an an agent which can move around which can interact with you which can uh, connect you to the world Mm-hmm. uh which can provide all those services as well <clears throat> and maybe get your human to human connection a bit more closer as well um, okay it can actually assist with the human to human connection it, you know yeah maybe maybe like using these virtual avatars or you know mm-hmm. um for, 
people who are far away to talk to them maybe you, know, you have these um avatars where you can bring them close by so i i, I mean for sure uh, i have not thought too much about why <laughs> uh, how this would be in a in a in a real human psychology way but i don't yeah, know yeah i mean these are open ended problems in any way so yeah yeah I, and there's no right answer so <laughs> depending on who you talk to they always have their own answer to it so. yeah i think for this uh, you can only give your opinion right because it's yeah. such a general thing and yeah. another thing that is also connected to this is like uh, so people who are in robotics we know that uh, robot robots are going to replace humans in in certain aspects and now also in probably aspects that require intelligence uh, what is your view on robots taking jobs in the future <laughs> this is the game one of those yeah one uh, of those <laughs> controversial questions <laughs> but so, uh, like generally what what's your view uh, so this is what i was talking before right so um so the, the there are aspects where no human in the loop is desired hmm. um so for example mining or dangerous nuclear waste cleaning or you know such such activities where no human would actually prefer to do such work so yeah. in those cases fully autonomous robots are doing jobs no one would complain for robots taking away jobs in those cases yeah makes uh, sense and and in some aspects synergies are required hmm. um and and in some aspects robot is doing a task which is mundane so there's no synergy for, for example the irobot there's no synergy there so it's doing its task of cleaning the house i don't want to clean the house hmm. so i don't care uh, for me that jo- that job is not lost so so there are different aspects so i think this human robot interaction uh, uh, aspect would bring the 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 jobs where the 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 let's say the the both agents the synergies between both agents would be uh, improved and that would not lead to a loss of jobs i would say that would lead to better the the quality of your uh the jobs would would increase like humans yeah. would be in a much more safer economy their more you know like the um, quality of life would improve and so on so um i i, I would definitely say, say that some people say that there should not be any job where there's only robots doing it which is wrong there there it depends on the task so depends either complete the auto- complete autonomy is required sometimes complete autonomy should not be there sometimes there should be synergy sometimes there should be like they do their own task we do our own task i don't want to i want to watch tv i don't want to clean the house uh, so yeah 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 no that definitely uh makes sense and connects all all the dots are connected in this answer so uh finally i'd like to ask if you have cer- certain book recommendations that uh you would like to offer it it doesn't have to be like robotics specific or anything it can be general um i i um yeah so one recommendation which i so i uh, i i like ayn rand okay. so if you have read the fountain head uh, i would totally recommend it it's it's, it's a very old book uh, that is something which sort of inspires me but mm-hmm. uh, currently i'm also reading this book um called thinking fast and slow yeah which, uh, i highly recommend it by nobel prize winning mm. author um for especially for people who want to go into a phd there's a there's a very very good book called the phd grind the phd grind 
Okay. Yeah, it's about 120 pages long. It's written by a PhD student uh, who basically wrote through his experience of the PhD. Okay. And I would totally recommend you to read it or anybody who wants to do a PhD to read it before. Mm. So it sort of gives you an idea of all the <clears throat> all the ups and downs that you would face in the PhD and and okay. from a from a honest uh, perspective. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, and Yeah so I I I like these these kinds of the um I'm mostly in the non-fiction these days okay yeah so this is this is some of the books I'm reading right now uh, what do, what do you suggest what do you, what is your book suggestions there there's one book that uh, I think re- it's really interesting it's uh, how to think like leonardo da vinci uh, oh cool by michael gel by michael gelb so okay. this one is pretty interesting because it, it uh, so the author actually uh, breaks down the character traits of leonardo da vinci and uh, he says that the number one trait that he has is curiosity because he was he was curious about everything so i think this 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 makes sense from research point of view right uh, it's very nice i, I think I, i will look into that uh, the the book that you said about startups i i also have one which came to my mind that time it's called 0 to 1 0 to 1 yeah 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 which is i think a classic and uh, i love that book okay have, have you have you read it or i read it i think five times oh really okay okay <laughs> i love that book yeah i really love that book okay i i haven't read it yet but yeah that that's on my list as well yeah uh, that's totally recommended for anybody who wants to mm-hmm. who, who who's thinking of taking that jump Okay okay so <laughs> you're already preparing for the future startup possibility yeah yeah also my parents are always pushing me saying hey you should always try to think about taking uh, doing a startup in, oh, really? in the future that's, yeah uh, like that's totally counterintuitive right because uh, indian yeah. parents would uh, <laughs> normally ask you to take a government job or something exactly so not so typical of indian parents my parents are always pushing me to do the uh, to take the startup okay. uh, route yeah which is also sort of an inspiration for me so so uh, you also have a, a sense of clarity about what you want to do so i think you're very clear about you would want to work independently whether it's a phd role or or a startup uh, and which area robot uh, specific area of robotics you're, you're targeting so how how does one gain this really uh, you know sharp sense of clarity uh-huh. <laughs> I, i i think now maybe um, i i i wouldn't say that i have a sense of clarity as much as <laughs> you mentioned okay uh, yeah. because there's always there's always sort of uncertainty no yeah uh, for but, sure uh, but uh, still like uh, like your general direction is clear i mean of course specifically you don't know what steps you would take next right but on a general you know that yeah i would want to do this kind of a role because this aligns with my personality yeah yeah but i mean i i recently read this book i forgot the name of this book but the the book basically mentioned that you should ha- sort of have a mission in your life okay and and like a, like what do you ask the question i think everybody should ask the question themselves hmm. what is like the mission and what of your life and what what is the, if you're doing something or if you want to do something next would this align in that or would you have to change this yeah, mission yeah so having so like a, 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 an over over all you know a top level purpose yeah. and then aligning aligning everything with that yeah yeah yeah, w- yeah. what's the book name i don't know i don't remember the okay. name of the book but 
probably i can just send it to you later <laughs> okay 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 sure but uh, yeah the, the, it's sort of I, i mean nobody can say this in you know in in words this is what i want to do uh, yeah. but but you have a sort of like a goal and then if you're like if you're doing something completely irrelevant currently to the goal you'll be like hey so i need to change i need to think about something else mm-hmm. yeah so this this is this is where also the the small bets come into <laughs> uh, come into play right yeah, yeah. so, so this, you uh, discover so, more about yourself by doing this exactly things. so this the, i think it's also i read from the same book or a different book but but this also sort of uh it sort of resonated with me because i was okay. i i read this much later than when i actually did it so hmm. uh, i was doing and then i realized oh okay this is what i did previously as well i was taking small bets to see hmm. if i was really liking or which this really motivated me right right now so uh and then if that that also made me feel hey is this something which i want to do for the next a uh, few mm-hmm. years and if this is aligned to what i what i want to do yeah yeah that probably also requires a lot of introspection right uh, yeah yeah and i think talking to your to your friends and your parents and mm-hmm. and i think you also you do, you do this podcast so you talk to a lot of people mm-hmm. and this makes you as well introspect on what you want to no, do I agree so for it, sure yeah 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 no this actually think, helps this actually helps because uh uh when you talk to people and everyone has their own different perspective right so you you get like how are people thinking right like for example talking to you uh, i know now know like i think before the podcast i knew that you are doing these things you're into robotics but there's always a deeper reason why people do things right so this definitely gives a lot of perspective yeah and i want to ask you this question uh based on that so what have you learned from in general or what have you seen by doing a lot of these podcasts and talking to a lot of people what have what has what changed has put upon you for like in your life okay uh <laughs> so so nobody asks me the, these questions generally but okay uh so generally uh, so i started this uh, podcast mostly uh, in covid when i had some free time so i thought i'd do something productive uh but i think i've uh, definitely evolved uh, in the in the sense that now i understand people better because you never know the person better because uh, i mean uh, even with friends the thing is that uh, you you probably talk superficial stuff but in a podcast people bring the best uh, uh, out of themselves right and so you understand like yeah wh- what is the reason what is that person's story so the whole life of that person is in front of you within like two hours or one and a half hour or something and you see that okay what are the things that shaped him that that caused that person to take that decision so then uh, i think in in that sense like uh, then you you sort of question yourself that okay uh, uh, if i if i change this particular mindset that i can i can take this direction and uh, yeah about this uh, uh, mission thing and and purpose thing i think a lot of people that i talk to have this kind of a mindset as well uh, that they are very they have a sense of clarity that where they want to want to go so this is a common thing uh, that I, that i saw in in a lot of people who are uh, you know high achievers so to say so um, have you thought about your own what is your main objective or mission uh yeah i have uh, i mean 
I have a sense of uh, clarity as well uh, with where I want to go uh, with this podcast and a podcast is uh, this podcast is actually just uh, uh, a small uh, step in, in the overall mission so my overall mission is to do something uh, in uh, uh, the education in, in a way I have ideas basically that can uh, probably change the way education is working so mm. yeah uh, uh, without going too much uh, in details but i want to so there are two aspects in education i think and uh, with the internet and everything i think it can be transformed so one is the content and the other is is structure and uh, i think artificial intelligence algorithms and machine learning can help organize the internet structure in a way that everyone can have access uh, to you know uh resources in a in a you know uh, so curriculum organized way but at the same time the content could also be organized so i think th- mm. this is what i want to have but uh, i think the role of podcast is so i get to have a a, a mind uh, an understanding of how people are approaching mm. these kinds of problems uh and uh, uh, basically yeah so i i think an, a next step would be for me to uh focus on the content direction so that that is also the reason why i do the the meetups to you know formalize the the vast knowledge that we have and so everyone can probably access those so yeah i, I mean there's more stuff to this but yeah i think it's a, it's a really cool idea and I, I, and kudos to you for like starting out starting the surf like you know this is this requires some entrepreneurial thinking and this this is uh, very uh, you should be proud of this yeah um, thank you very much uh, yeah uh, actually so i'm also like not super clear it's uh, i also have a general sense of a uh, direction but i think like eventually step by step things uh, start to unfold yeah. right that's i think it's a super nice idea yeah so moving back to you uh, finally what is uh, your advice uh, that you would like to give for people who are passionate about robotics or their uh, or who are just you know starting out uh, what, what is your advice uh, i think this this we i think i told this before as well i think it's just like you know exploring try to yeah. try to explore like you know yeah. try to break stuff build stuff yeah like, uh, like like finally if you have to summarize like uh, if, if you have to give like one thought that uh, could summarize it um i would say uh, think about what 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 uh, aspect of of robotics or what aspect of ai would 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 help in your own life or would okay. would you would you would you want to have to see in the world Mm-hmm. and then that may be an inspiration to then work up, work towards that you know if something which what you desire should come to this world which is not there right now okay then okay. that that can be a sort of an inspiration hmm. that's that's actually a very inspiring ending to <laughs> this talk uh, thanks a lot prajwal i think it was uh, truly enriching to talk to you and inspiring and we got too deeper at the end i guess but i think it was it was super fun overall to chat with you thanks a lot for taking out time and i wish you all the best for uh, your phd and also for uh, the future amazing uh, uh, ventures that you take up and thank you and, uh, and all the best to you and thank you for inviting me and uh, thanks a lot yeah, i really enjoyed and really had fun in this thank you very much
Hey guys, I really hope that you enjoyed this particular conversation and it helped you in some way, shape or form. If it did, make sure to hit the subscribe button and the notification icon or the bell icon so that you can get notified on time whenever the next part is out. Also, it would be really great if you could give me your feedback in the comments below. That would really help me improve. I'm uploading small clips of the long podcasts on a regular basis on platforms like LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. So make sure to follow me on these platforms if you're someone who cannot take out time for the long episodes. The podcasts are also available on all major podcast platforms including Spotify and Google Podcasts.